God. That's right. Amen. We always want to be thankful for the goodness and mercy of God. Man, we, there's a lot of miles traveled just even out of this local assembly. And uh, all it takes is just a moment. But thank God, amen, he's with us and helps us. Man, what a time we're living in today. Praise God. Lord bless you again. God bless you. I'm not going to be lengthy tonight. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, by no means. Got your Bibles. Turn to 1 Timothy 4 and 13. We'll go to 1 Timothy 4 and 13. Appreciate this church, the prayers of this church, and all the good people. Work is put into seeing things happen and seeing the hand of God to move for us. And that's, that's what this is all about. Amen. See people filled with the Holy Ghost and delivered and set free. Amen. There's, there's not a greater liberty, not a greater freedom than to live for God and magnify Him. 1 Timothy 4 and 13. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We ask you. We know you're in the house. You have blessed and moved in this place. And we're so thankful tonight for the visitation. And the opportunity, God, that has been given unto us again tonight. To stand behind this pulpit. And to bring forth the word of God. Your word. Your word that delivers. Your word that sets us free. Your word that helps us to stay on that narrow pathway. Your word, God, that gives us promises and commandments and statutes and principles that we're in love with and appreciate so much. They're going to be the ones that's going to get us on the other side as we walk in the power and the demonstration of them and keep them dearly in our hearts, our minds, and spirit. All the glory and praise and honor is going to be lifted to you in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you and you may be seated. Praise the Lord. You know, I didn't really realize um, the power of doctrine, uh, the importance of it. And, and even as we started this series, and I started really slowing down, Bishop Odom has really been pushing us to slow down and to read the Word of God and uh, really pay attention to what it has to say. And uh, he calls them insignificant things. But he has really, even in the tabernacle plan, uh, he's been doing it actually all of the Renaissance and uh, trying to really focus on those insignificant things, things that we may be prone to just kind of brush over, uh, you know, we may just get in the habit of trying to read a certain number of chapters every day, things of this nature, and, uh, but with reading it, but yet not really reading it, if you know what I mean. Uh, you look back, what did you read? You know, what did you learn? What, what was God telling you through this written word? I know I'm, I'm speaking to... Uh, the choir in a sense here tonight and about the importance of the word of God and 
uh, that we're going to be judged by it, that we're going to have to give an account for it. And, and God took the time to move upon individuals. And Peter helped us to understand that, that nobody has a private interpretation but holy men of God would be moved upon. They would be inspired or breathed upon. It, it, the, the Bible is not a man's idea, but a God's idea. The, the canning of it in different methods and ways. And, you know, you can really get off into some of that. And, you know, Paul, he, he, he talks to us even about, uh, amen, the law itself. And certain, I preached on it here a few Wednesday nights ago about the genealogy, then, then following the, what the rights we have through inheritance of names and things of this nature. And he warns us even in the scripture about voiding foolish questions and getting out on uh, avenues and, and places that really, you know, it, it don't matter. It, it's just, it's just going to do more strive and more th- of these type of things. And, but, but now he wasn't telling us all of that that we wouldn't. No, we, we got to get in the word. And we got to let the word get in us. Amen. And um, I'm not going to talk about this, but just as an example of some of this that tonight I'm, I'm talking about, when he talks about, even the beginning of this verse here, he talks about, till I come. Paul had plans of coming back. And, but at this point in time in his life, and, and, and he knew, he knew, you know, he wasn't for sure just when he'd have the opportunity to come back. He even writes about how the Satan would hinder him. That's in the scriptures at times. So to have the idea of the opinion that we're just going to do what we want to do. And when it's the kingdom of God and the call of God, the election of God, it's just going to happen. Uh, sometimes we better back back up and look at it. This thing is a warfare. This thing's a real battle. We're soldiers, amen. And he's warned us about not getting entangled in the affairs of this world and, and things like that, amen. The reason he's done that is because you and I are spiritual soldiers in the world and the time that we're living in. And, and how much more important that is in the time that we're living in tonight. I believe, you know, for the most part, probably everybody here and in this, this particular this fourth chapter talks about it, the latter times. Amen. The Spirit, the Spirit expressly it talks about in these latter times. And, and Jesus talks about it. And John and others. And, 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 and so, but here we are. We can look around us and observe what's going on and what's transpiring around us, even among us. And, and um, so we, we're going to learn something tonight. Uh, uh, how many enjoyed Brother Josh Sunday night? Um, amen. Enjoyed uh, the Word of God. And, and, and I noticed as they was flashing those scriptures on the screen and we were just going through them, how that the word alone and right by itself, man, began to generate and began to impact us as we watched it. As we, 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 you know, in the Old Testament, Nehemiah and Ezra and different times in the Old Testament, they would stand for hours to nothing but an individual reading the word of God. Now, I don't know how much emphasis he put into it. I don't know how skillful he was in the reading. I mean, and when I say that, uh, I'm talking about in a manner of way to just keep your attention. Or did it really hinge or did it really depend upon the individual and the hunger and the thirst of the? Because they didn't have 
the written word. They didn't have it to take home with them like you and I will tonight. They didn't have that. So they had to listen and they had to make sure they was paying attention to get it into their hearts. And my, that's how they was going to carry it home with them. Amen. So so when we really begin to think about some of this and and you, you and I, and I, I believe I could ask probably the oldest uh, uh, individual in this house tonight. Amen. Have you read, you know, we have read through the Bible a number of times, but, but do you still go back and read things? at your age and as many years you've been reading and all of a sudden something just leaps out of those pages and all of a sudden man that thing comes alive in an area like man I know good and well I've read that you know at least 50 times but it man but all of a sudden this arises and it it comes to us and and, uh, so uh, tonight uh, it's going to be maybe a little slower and and whatever but anyway but as you look at this, he's, he talks about till I come, till I, until I can get there, until I can, you know, uh, be the, the voice and be the one, amen, to, to voice it and to be the one to, to maybe have the, that, that, that right hand. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like certain bosses at, at, at work and they may just feel, be filling in for somebody and they may not have quite the uh, effect upon the employees. And, but when the real boss walks in, huh, Attitudes changes because this man's got the power and the authority to fire your own fire you on the spot. The other guy, you know, he he might he may you know whatever, but the, hey, this guy just walked in and hey, it's going to be business and and uh, so anyway, I, I feel like some of this even with Paul. Amen. As he writes this to Timothy and he instructs him how to set up elders and set up individuals in the house of God and that that small body of believers. And and you know what? That could have been three or four in one city one, one because they didn't have the synagogues and tabernacles and things like that to go to. But but you're going to watch a a a a um, a. A routine that's fixing to take place here, and I'm gonna bring it out in a few scriptures, uh, amen. You know, because we always talk about forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. And I heard Bishop uh, Booker, Larry Booker, say something here recently. He's been joining in on some of the podcasts with the Renaissance, and and he made a statement. Uh, he goes all the way back to the time of the washing, and we tie it into baptism, but it's not just in water baptism, but he ties it in into the Word of God. And when you get into the New Testament, and the Bible says that we're washed by what? Not just water, but by the Word of God. And uh, so he, he likens that, or he ties that in uh, to that continual coming and on a regular basis. Amen. Coming to the house of God. And not just the house of God. Uh, Brother Ford got in the automobile last night and he had his Bible on. He said he's got where he takes it everywhere except fishing. I don't know why he don't take it fishing. I don't know if the fish going to get it. Don't. Praise God. But uh, you don't take it. I'd take it and read about the whale and say, jump in here. No, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> Praise God. I'm just picking on that. No, but that's a good thing. I tell you, carry your Bible with you. You just never know. And. And uh, to, you may want to bring something out in the Holy Ghost. Hey, that's being vigilant, being sober. A lot of times we think of vigilant being sober just to be a, a, against the attack of the enemy. But we, well, you know what? A team is never going to win a ball game if all they ever play is defense. You've got to play offense. 
And so we got to get on the offense side of this thing too and be prepared and ready and vigilant and sober. Amen. And when God moves upon us to help individuals and speak to them and, and, and speak into their lives as God directs us, as the Holy Ghost leads us, amen, to be effective and to be used of God. And, and so as we, you look at this and, you, and he begins to talk about the next two words, he said, give an attendance. Give an attendance. Amen. Attendance is just something you do on a regular basis, and you may do it often. And you're going to give an attendance to this again and again. When you look it up, it's the, the actions or the state of going regularly to a place, amen, like the house of God. To, or to if, if you go into college, you know, you're going back to that same class. And today, it's going to the computers as much as anything else, amen, at home or wherever it might be. And, but that's where you've been instructed. That's where you've been, you know, uh, coached and, and that's where you've been amen enlightened unto the word of God and we learned a few weeks ago about the Corinthians church and the Corinth church there and how that Paul wrote unto them about the unlearned amen but um, as much as some of all this is unfolding man I'm going to tell you something something's going to be probably more important than all of that where you and I make sure we get the doctrines into our spirit and our hearts and mind is to make sure that we don't let some of our supposedly on to deceive us because one of the greatest battles that you read about in the New Testament church is over circumcision it divided preachers such as Peter and Paul well it did cause a fuss and a fight it divided churches it divided the churches from Antioch to Jerusalem there's a lot to it. When you go to reading into it, start searching the scriptures out, you're going to see the doctrine, what I'm talking about, circumcision, amen. If you go to Acts of 15, the first council meeting that ever took place was over circumcision. And then when some of those that came along, that came to be believers. Now, Bishop Oven pushed it this far. He says they was baptized in Jesus' name and had the Holy Ghost. But they added to it. Now they want them to be circumcised the way Moses had taught. But nowhere in the scriptures can you that, that, that call or ask or say anything about doing that. So I'm just giving you a little example there. And that's not just the only one. I mentioned here what last Wednesday night about certain doctrines and teachings and things of that nature. That, that uh, we had some forefathers that preached pretty strong against it. In fact, some of them preached so strong against it they preached some in hell for it. Okay, so so you and I, you, you and I, you know what we got to do? We got to slow down and we got to get a love for the book ourselves, to read it for ourselves, because there's no way under the sun if we preached every night that we'd be able to preach everything that's in this book. But but I'm a fellow. I mean, I think there's something a lot more important than that. Amen. Is that personal encounter with you and with myself and having a love for this book right here? And what's written inside of this book right here. And to be able to the best of our ability. I told God that today. I said God I may not can memorize and quote like a lot of people. 
But there's one thing about it, God. What I have, God, I'm not giving it to the world and I'm not giving it to the devil. I'm going to give what I got to Jesus Christ and to his kingdom. Amen. It may not be as fancy as somebody else. It may not be as sharp as somebody else. But there's one thing about it. I'm not going to give it to the world and I'm not going to give it to the devil. I'm going to give what I got to the kingdom of God and to Jesus Christ. Because I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is the best friend you and I've got. Jesus Christ and the revelation of that name is the best thing that ever happened to us. I'm telling you, when you call on that name, I'm telling you, it don't matter if it thunders or not. It don't matter, amen, what you feel or what you don't feel. When you got faith and confidence in the name, and I call on this name, if there's any hope whatsoever, it's in this name. I'd like to scream it out. I can just whisper it. Amen. But by whispering with faith and confidence, I'm telling you, mountains are going to be moved. But we learn all of this out of this book. We, we learn how to conduct ourselves, how to handle ourselves. In fact, and I, I may get to some of the scriptures here tonight, where Paul is instructing Timothy. Amen. And that's what First, Second Timothy and Titus is really all about, is, is, is setting up for bishops and setting up for leadership and how we ought to behave ourselves in the house of God. And I, I don't believe he meant just this local assembly. Okay, I think he meant and put it all together as the body of Christ and the kingdom of God. We're really all one when you get down to it. We're all building on the same foundation. Anybody that's, that's got this foundation laid right, regardless of how our opinions are, how they build and thereupon. Now, this is I mean, areas where you can get, but it's still the truth. Amen. It's still a brother and sister in the Lord. And we're responsible, amen, toward one another to do what we can to help one another, encourage one another to make this journey and to be what God wants us to be. And so that's the reason. I've, I've heard several, amen, from Brother Nathaniel Urshan to uh, the, Brother Booker and even others, amen. And they talk about the tribes and, and they talk about, you know, the difference and and um, the different things that's going on and, and transpiring. And, man, we in a world of that in, in, in Pentecost today. Amen. Uh, I can mention two brothers right now that are brothers in this, in this gospel, in this truth. Both of them pastors churches. One of them, amen, allows beards on his platform and the other's doesn't. You know. <laughs> well, that can, be a, that can be a sore one quick like. Well, let me ask you something. How many of you believe that, 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 that beards and mustache would be where they are tonight? In the church. I wouldn't believe it. I'll just be honest with you. I'd have never dreamed in just four or five years it has just flooded us. We just took what the forefathers and all it's taught us for years and just kind of just said, well, with that statement, well, you can't prove it in the Bible and things of this nature. Well, there's a lot of other areas you can't just verse for verse, word for word. Amen. They didn't have computers when some of this is wrote, but I promise you, there's some things on that computer that you don't need to be involved in. Okay? And, and so you, you have to deal, you know, uh, 
up to a few years ago, download. How many would you have been familiar with that term as you are today? But now even these little bitty fellas, you can talk about download. They know ex exactly what you're talking about because of computers and all that. You know, so so terms and, and things of this nature. That's the reason it's going to be so important for you and I to get a personal encounter. That's the reason Paul was so, so affected, spending three years with, with God instructing him and giving him revelations and using him, which he was a chosen vessel. We know that. That's what he told Ananias. That's what was going to happen. Okay? But you know what? We, we serve the same God. We got the same Holy Ghost. And you know what? There ought to be some unity. And, and um, I said that just in the last few weeks. And hey, because some of this bothers me. I'll be honest with you. Pastoring could be a whole lot easier if everybody was on. Everybody had the same dots and the same crossing of the team. I'm telling you, the pastoring could be a whole lot easier, regardless of what videos you looked at, regardless of what you heard. Amen. If it's all saying the same thing, I mean, Paul talks about no isms and schisms in the body. And so, so what's happening? What's going on? Okay, what's slipping in? How in the Acts of 15th chapter, where did these Judaizers come from with the, with the doctrine of telling some that had repented and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost that they can't be saved? Told them that. Told them they couldn't be. Now watch this. Paul, he wasn't hesitant. Now I don't know how many had tolerated that up to that point. I don't know how many, you know, didn't say nothing about it. Didn't rock the boat. I'm not the biggest one about rocking the boat. But I'm going to tell you something. There's some things in this book. Yeah, I'm going to rock the boat. You know, that plan of salvation, living godly, living to some. Some of that, I mean, I'm going to rock the boat. Uh, let me give you a topic, amen, that uh, we're, a little, uh, we're a lot more hesitant on tonight. And I ain't going to do it because you'll be offended. But, but it's still there. And so we got to deal with it. We got to, we want that kingdom that we just sung about. I want that kingdom. Not just for myself, I want it for the others too. Amen. We need that kingdom. We needed it last night. And thank God it showed up. I thank God for everything that everybody else does and everything in responding and, and helping. And, 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 but, but I'm telling you, there's, there's a God. If a God don't help you, buddy, we're in trouble. There's a God. And I promise you, there is a God. And He's working on our behalf. So, we want to give attendance to what? To reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And so, I'm going to talk, probably talk as much about reading, reading, reading. How many loves to read? I met now. I, I, I do now. I, I love to read. I love to, I love to have more time to read. I read real, real, real slow and all this good stuff. If I'm going to get anything out of it. Uh, but if there was a time... I never did. You know, some of these other guys talk about reading Lewis Lamar books. I never, I, I didn't have no interest in reading Lewis Lamar books. When I was in school, I didn't want to read. I hated reading. I didn't want to read. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it was a God thing, amen, to get me into that place where I, and, and calling me to preach and having to get up here and having to do, you know, you got to start reading. But, uh, but uh, you know, you can get them hunting magazines. Uh, I do very little reading. I look at the picture. If it looks interesting, then I read right under the bottom of it and we move right on. Amen. Hallelujah. I got the gist of it. He got it and he got it so-and-so. Let's go on. Amen. So, but you can't do the Bible that way. You can't read the Bible like you read a Lewis Lamar book. You can't read the Bible, you know, like you're, you know, you're, you're reading your shopping list sometimes. You can't read the Bible that way. You can't just skip everything. No, you've got to, you've got to really start paying attention because there's a whole lot being said, amen, a lot of times in just a few verses and sometimes missing that. And so sometimes you got to read it and you go got to go back and read it. And we don't read it, amen. And, and I'm going to tell you something. This is what preachers used to preach. 
preach, us preachers sometimes. He said, and don't you read that Bible just to get sermons. That ain't why you're reading it. Now, you've got to read and study it. I'm going to bring that scripture out. So to show yourself approved unto who? When you read the Bible, who, 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 who do we think about? When we come to the house of God, and just like we did Sunday night, and we started putting it on that screen and, and together, amen, the word of God. We start, but, it, but I'm going to tell you what, it will start really tuning in what it's saying. And let it start moving something in us. There's no telling what will happen. Just in, in that operation. The power of that operation. You know what? We're living such a busy life. There's some of you struggling tonight to stay awake. <laughs> Amen. Because you done run from Dan to Bathsheba. And you've been doing this. And you've been doing that. And, 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 and you're a lot like me. i got to keep my hands on something. If you want me to learn how to do it, i got to get involved. Amen. And draw a few pictures. And they help a little bit too. Amen. Things like that. It really helps. Amen. If not... If you just, you know, just, uh, just maybe tell me what time and things of that nature. Uh, I got to let me do that again. If you really want me to get it, amen, I got to read it two or three thing, times and, you know, really ponder it a little bit to, to really get the understanding of it and what it's telling us. And, and so I'm telling you what you and I've got to do. If we don't want these babies to slip away, we're going to have to start taking out time like they did in the Old Testament and start reading the Word of God to them. Spending some time, uh, let's read the Word of God and, and, and spend the time with it, amen, and, and present it unto them and help them to learn it at an early age. The earlier, the better for them to learn it. Oh, I know there's times they may, you know, they may walk into the family's reunion and may tell a few of them, hey, you're going to hell if you don't quit wearing them and you don't go to, you know, but we'll work it out. That's children. We can get by. Amen. I'd rather them do that than do it like a lot of them, accepting everything that's coming down the pipe. Everybody's saved. Everybody's going to heaven. If you don't believe that, just listen out there. I'm not trying to condemn nobody here tonight. But I'm telling you, we're living in a world, and that's trying its best to put pressure, even upon the apostolics, amen, about the, about the baptism in Jesus' name. I read the scriptures, amen, in the last few days, talking about Paul's talking about the church or the individual, amen, being, being, being persecuted. Why? Because we believe in the eternal God, amen. They was persecuted for that. When they made a stand, when they walked into cities, I'm telling you, they turned up that spiritual world. I warned you just a few months ago, if you Remember, when we started this teaching and preaching on the doctrine, amen, if we really got to digging into it, there's going to be some things start showing up. There's going to start some things start elevating itself. There's going to be attack on the enemy. There's going to be some fiery darts. And there's going to be some test time. We're going to see what we're made of. Thank God for it. I want to see what I'm made of. I don't want to wait till I'm standing before the, 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 the throne room, amen, and, and I don't have what I need. Amen. The judgment of God starts at the house of God. If you and I don't allow the judgment of God, how is it going to come? By the word of God. Hallelujah. You know what? If you and I are reading enough at home and studying enough at home, it wouldn't be near as much judgment in the house of God. The house of God would be more about saving souls and delivering people. Uh, can, I, can I say this? It, it, it's not God's will for the pastor just constantly and to deal with this and deal with that. Go back and deal with this thing and deal with that thing and this squabble and that squabble and this over here. That's not the will of God. Grown, mature saints of God. They get some of that under their feet. They get that mess out of their hearts. We're in the business of seeing souls born. We're in the business of seeing revival. We're in the scene of making a stand against the devil. How you gonna do that? You gotta get the word of God written on the table of your heart. Not only written the word of God in your heart, you gotta get the spirit of God. Amen. It's not about me, it's about the Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. I could care less what color this is, and I care less about this over here. I'm not gonna make a big deal out of that. Because it have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. 
But I want to get involved in this. And so, so let's, let's just take a few scriptures. I said I wasn't going to be, but I'm going to try my best. I'm still on my first page. But anyway, first Timothy, if you look at this, he says, These things write I unto thee. Paul, Paul's writing them unto Timothy. <laughs> Don't you like for it to be written down? That's one reason why you think everybody said, Text that to me. time I look at that phone, like that little old deal's up there and saying, hey, you got a text, that's right. Because so-and-so wants me to get something for tomorrow. And they told me last night at church, and I got to try to remember to order it today. Huh? Yeah. Hey, man, so I need something to remind me. Because if I don't, about, you know, 5 o'clock tomorrow evening, hey, man, it may hit me. And when I lay down in the bed, oh, I forgot, Lord have mercy. So we like that. So we like it to be written down. Amen. It's a whole lot easier to, in fact, if you want to remember names, I found out if I can get their names and start writing them down a few times, I, I, I get a visual of it. And so with that com- combination, I can start remembering their names. Amen. And uh, the way we name our children sometimes this day and time, praise God. Hallelujah. You can write them down. You can do what you want to. And you still got to have the Holy Ghost to pronounce them names. My goodness. I don't know what's wrong with some. But anyway, hallelujah. That's just the way it is. What happened to Bill and Jack and all this good stuff like this? You know, my goodness. The world, man. The United States is founded on this. I don't know what's anyway, I'm going on. Hallelujah. So anyway, here he is. He said, these things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. Now, that's Paul's intent. Is he's writing to Timothy. You know, in a short time, short distance, hope I come. But until I can get there, I'm going to send you a letter. I'm going to give you some instructions. I'm going to give you something that you can put in your hands. Hey, man, and when some of them, them cats is flared up out there and acting ugly, you, you show him this letter right here. Amen. Or you said, here it is, written down. Amen. Uh, Brother Randy talked about it the other day. All we can do is give him the word of God. Now, we can't add to it. We can't rearrange it. We can't put our own personal interpretation in it. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. And we'll let the Holy Ghost operate through us. Amen. And just say, well, here it is. And I'm not going to get mad when I say that. I'm not going to get mad at them if they accept it or if they don't accept it. I'm going to love them anyway. I'm going to pray for them anyway. Amen. I pray God open their eyes and God drive that devil out. Amen. This truth, man, this truth is truth. I'm not going to get in a fight over it. I'm not going to get all upset about it. Amen. I've been redeemed. I've been reconciled. I've been atoned. Hallelujah. And I'm not about to let some little something like that come in. Amen. And mess it all up. So he moves on. He talks about that. He says, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. That's a church. There's a church, folks. It's a pillar and the ground of truth. And I want to be, make sure I'm in the church. I want to make sure I'm building on the right foundations. I want to make sure, amen, that, that when that moment comes and that hour comes, you know what? I believe we can have a walk with God that we won't fear death. Our apostles didn't. I'm telling the truth. The only reason that you and I would fear death is because we may feel like there's one little something there that may. Otherwise, we'd have to be like Paul. No, I'm ready to go. Depart from this body's be but present with Christ, man. I'm in a hard place, you know, in a rock right here, man. I, I'd love to go. But for your sakes, I'm going to hang around a while. 
He talks about that. But you know what? Paul never questioned his walk with God. Now, in one place he talks about it, about being a castaway. And that's taking the word of God and after preaching it and instructing the others, not allowing it. Because I'm going to tell you something. Now, some of this has really got me. Because, and I, I don't know how it's all happened, but, but even Bishop Odom, some of them has got into some of this. And they don't have a clue what I'm doing here, okay? <laughs> they don't. But anyway, uh, but he talks about the heart and the mind and the spirit. Okay? And what's, how, what's, what's there? And what's, uh, where's the true liberty at? Where's true holiness? Where's true separation? Where's the real life at? It's, it's really what's, what's in here, what's wrapped up inside here. So let's, let's go to 2 Timothy 2 and 17. These words will eat as doth a canker. And he talks about the two individuals there. Uh, you can pronounce them probably. Who concerning the truth have erred. They once had truth. They've experienced truth. They've heard truth. I believe personally probably embraced it for a period of time. But now they have erred. Saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Caused others to err with them. What did Jesus warn us about in time? Let no man deceive you. And as the end time approaches... That's what we're going to have to watch the most. Is not to allow the deceiving spirits get in and get a hold of us. I will tell you something. The Antichrist is going to deceive them by the millions. They're going to go running. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to yield. They're going to give. And if the church and if you and I are still here, we better have, we better have what it's going to take. Amen. To make that stand. Goes on, he says, but nevertheless, the foundation of God stand assured, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You, we can't live in sin. I didn't say we was perfect. But we're not servants of sins either. We're not overpowered and overruled with the wrong spirits. We can't allow stuff to lodge and hold on to us. And, no, we got to work on it. How many are really thankful for the new blacktop and all? When's the last time you washed your vehicle and you had to get that tire off the side of it? <laughs> well, it shows up on the white. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I had to get it off of mine. But I didn't complain because you know what? I kind of like that. I sure enough like it now that they got down there and fixed them roads where we can get in and off of them without. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad they finally come back. Oh, Lord, they done left us. And <laughs> Man. But anyway, thank God for it. So he goes on, he talks about a great house. And in a great house, there is vessels of honor and there is vessels of dishonor. You and I will determine to what vessels we're going to be. You know what you and I need to do tonight? And I believe you already have, but just let me. We need to make up in our minds, God, I'm going to be a great, I'm going to be a great vessel. I'm going to be a vessel of honor for you. 
Whatever, ever, how you want to measure that out, God. But I'm, I'm, I got my mind made up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm not just gonna use that term real loosely. Amen. I got the Holy Ghost, and I'm not gonna use that term real loosely that I'm a Christian. No, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the works prove themselves, that it might glorify my heavenly Father. Now, with these kind of st- statements, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. The enemy's going to try you. Ask Job if you don't believe that. It's going to come. I hope none of us have to do what Job went through. Now, don't get that idea. But still and yet, we're living in that kind of world, in that kind of hour, if we're going to win souls and be a soul winner. So he talks about that, and, and so the 21st verse says, But if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. There's a purging that you and I have to do. There's a cleansing, a humbling. Did you know it was mentioned several times? Humble yourself. They, they, some of this worked out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This ideal that has got a hold of America that God just going to save us no matter what. He's got his number. And you know what? We're part of that number and we're going to make it. We can just do whatever and live whatever. No. No, there, there's some things that you and I, we're going to have to. Put some investments in it. When you go back to 1 Timothy 1 and 3, it says, And I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus. Amen. And when he went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So, so we understand and we realize that Paul's writings, there's certain doctrines that he left, that he left for the church, he left for the Gentile church. And these are the doctrines that you and I've got to search out. And we got to make sure, amen. And you know what? Can I say this? I know we focus a lot and there's a lot of focus on it now. And I thank God for it. I'm for it 100%. I'm all for, amen, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, and there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, working up about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost being pouring out. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of other little doctrines in here. If you and I don't search them out and get them placed in our hearts and minds and spirit, they can other things that can lodge. Amen. I mentioned this a few years ago. Amen. The heart. Things that can lodge in that cart and try to pollute that cart and try to, and it's the unclean and things of this nature. I'm telling you in the spiritual realm, we got to get in that place of discernment. Amen. That we'll know, hey, something just not right. And, and then in our own selves, you know, saying, I'm going to get on this altar and I'm going to make sure, God, I want to get my mind right. I want to get my heart right. I want to get my spirit right. I don't want to give no leverage whatsoever to the devil. Amen. I don't want to give him no room whatsoever. And so the only way I can do that, amen, is just stay in this book. Amen. And stay on my knees and talking to God and, and spending the time that I need to on a regular basis. I, I mean, you know, we, we talk about we shout and I've heard them preaching and, and I believe in it. I, I mean, you know, talk about an all night. I've heard him say, "Gonna have an all night prayer meeting." How many of you been in an all night prayer meeting? Sometimes you just gotta get the facts. That sounds good. And everybody's jumping, hollering, "Yeah, praise God, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus." But if you don't ever do it, if you don't, if y'all remember, how many of you remember the Friday night prayer meetings we try to have? And I know it. Here it is. Time. It takes time. It takes time. I'm just. (laughs) I didn't go too good. But anyway. Still truth. I want to love praying. 
I want to love praying. I, I've got where I'm, I, I was coming out here a lot. Now I've got where I go back in my office after Sunday school lesson. It says, go in your closet and close the door. So I go in my office and close the door. <laughs> Amen. I get in that rocker a lot of times. And, Amen. And it, it's, you know, sometimes I'm pushed and I don't have a certain amount of time. And sometimes I'm lazy and don't get here as soon as I need to. <laughs> okay. But I love those mornings when, you know what, I'm not pressured. If I want to pray an hour, I can pray an hour. If I want to pray two hours, I can pray two hours. In fact, I don't even worry about the time. I don't, I don't have to look at it because I'm not, I'm not obligated. Now, most, if you've got jobs and you've got, you know, families and, and we've got some responsibilities, folks. And I, I know all of us would love to sometimes, we'd just love to be able to take all of that and just hang it all on a nail somewhere. You can stay right there until I get back. If that's today, tomorrow, it's a week from now. <laughs> Amen. I'll be back. And just have that kind of time with God. But here it is. It goes back up to we choose. We got to make the choice. We got to make the decision. That same way of taking the time and reading this book. How many reads it every day? I, I just. How many reads a chapter? How many of you caught what I said the other morning about if you want to read the whole Bible? How many of you try to read twenty chapters a day? That's tough. Boy, some of them chapters would be showing up tough. <laughs> okay. But, but we all know this, that, hey, this is, this is the most important book that we got, the most precious book above everything else. <laughs> and it's a lot easier in here, but when you get back out there and everything starts pulling on you, <laughs> dishes got to be done, clothes got to be done. I need to go, you know, feed the dogs. I need to go grease a tractor. I need to go do some haying. I need to... I'm tired. I just want to sit down. I mean, <laughs> life, you know. Okay? So, I, I hate to get on this like this, but anyway. When you, when you could go, let me, uh, I'm going to bypass some of this. Watch this. Jesus Christ himself helps us with this. Luke 4, in the synagogue. You know, let me say, let me say this. Maybe I'll not do this, but anyway. How many, how many of us under the impression that when we in Apostolic Pentecostal Church that we got to have everything at certain? What if I take the next three services and all we do is come in here and just read the word? I just wonder what would happen. I'm trying to help us. I really am. If we're not careful, we're going to raise a, a, a generation that off of entertainment. Can I say this without being fit just as an example? Come on. The normal world tried to use softball. They tried to use all kinds of gadgets to get people to come. You know why? Because what they had at the house of God wouldn't draw them. Okay, now watch this. Reading and looking at the pool of Bethesda. Five porches. And if I understand that right, all those porches were full. 
why. They was waiting on an angel to come. They wasn't even sure when he was going to show up. And so, you know what? We get the word of God and the power of God. We worked on it tonight. Thank you, Sister Deanna. You're done. That was good. That's how we're going to win this thing. Stepping out there and saying, hey, I'm, I'm going I'm to believe God. I'm gonna, God, I believe you. And, and, get, and, and, you know, if you dance, that's good. If you don't, you don't have to every time. You don't have to every time. You don't have to scream every time. Now, if you feel it, do it. Man, if, I mean, if we're all for it. We want you to run. We want to dance. We, we're for it. But, but you know what? There's also times we want to just let's take this book. So watch this. Jesus Christ himself. You've heard this, these scriptures probably no less than a thousand times. In Luke 4, 16, and he came to Nazareth, which he had been brought up. And his custom was, and his custom was, and his custom was. <laughs> he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. That happened. Watch this. That goes right on into the book of Acts. Acts 13. Acts 13 and 14. I, my time's up, so I want to. Acts 13 and 14. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch. And went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets. I just wonder how long they'd been reading. And Paul and him just, just come in and just find him a place and sit down and wait. They get through with all the reading. An hour, two hours, I don't know. But they read about the law and the prophets. And then the opportunity gets if they wanted to have something to say. And he gets up. Don't underestimate if you'll take time out to read this Bible. What God might just do for you. There may be some struggles and I don't have to get up here and scream about it. And certain little hypes don't have to take place. Or you can be all by yourself with this book. And some of them struggles you have. And all of a sudden God just. And you'll know it's a God thing. And just like this truth. When you see it's a God thing. The devil can't or nobody else can move you. I told you it's going to be a little different tonight. 15 or 20, 21, and Moses in, of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. That was church. Come in read. Read the law and read the prophets. <laughs> that was church. I'm, I'm, there's quite a bit more here, but I won't do that. Um, I know I didn't get no further than that in it, but the reading. So, so the bottom line tonight, Paul's writings and his attending to do what? To reading, exhortation. Exhortation is actually encouragement, encouraging one another. And then to doctrine, to doctrine. Let me come back maybe next Wednesday night and deal on that a little more.
but to doctrine. Church, it's going to pay us to read this book. As an individual, to fall in love with it to such a point and to such a way that, you know what, I'm not going to let one day go by. I'm going to spend me some time reading. I'm going to read it for myself. Amen. If, they, if it was that, that serious with Jesus Christ and with the apostles and throughout all that time and in the Old Testament, they stood for hours for nothing but the reading of the word of God. This conversation came up this week. Might have been last night. Anyway, this week. If you can't go to sleep, what's one of the best things you can do? You'll be shocked. Go get that Bible. Start trying to read it. That devil won't keep you awake any longer. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be putting you to sleep. <laughs> he don't want you to read it. It's the truth. You can stand. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Uh, let's us remember. Uh, and I'll just tell you because I don't. They didn't tell me not to tell. But anyway, Justin tested positive for COVID. So let's pray for them. Pray that buddy and sister George and them they don't get it. So let's keep them in our prayers. And, and you don't know further than that. And blessing of the Lord in that area and uh, let me thank you again for your prayers last night and for, for brother Matt and such Gina but continue to pray for them and him that they're, they're really uh, as best as we could tell at this moment I'm telling you it's a world of difference uh, uh, we, we believe there will be no damage whatsoever and uh, there'll be just like a brand new day tomorrow and they can get out of there and come home okay that's right and uh, God's been good to us He's good to all of us, and we love you tonight. Appreciate you. Have great faith in your prayers and commitment to God, and appreciate it so much. Okay. This Friday night at McLean, Sister Mel will be speaking to the ladies there. It's, there it is. Amen. At 7 o'clock. So invite it. Go be a part of that and enjoy the good time, good fellowship. All right? All right. God bless you. Appreciate you.